both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo, and this week we are welcoming back our amazing astrological expert, Elise Blaylock, and we are going to review season 2.5, episode 1, Casey Moves In. So welcome back, Elise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back. I am so excited to have you back. So if you guys missed the last episode, we got into the astrological charts of Jessica and Ashley and also their spouses, both current and former. So if you missed that, you are going to want to listen because there are so many insights into their personalities and their lives. And this, I have a feeling we're going to be reviewing this episode, but I'm sure it'll skew a little bit <laughs> astrological too. So you might want to listen to that one, especially if you don't know a lot about astrology and you're, you're probably going to be like totally lost. Um, but yeah, so we actually just decided to look up the chart for uh, the night that this aired because it aired, if you guys remember, the magical night of June 16th, 2004, when we got this episode and also the first episode of the Ashley Simpson show. What an evening it was. Oh my God. So amazing. We didn't know how good we had it. <laughs> I miss it so much. We need, you know what? I hope Ashley does a show and that way we can kind of recreate this. We can play Jessica's Amazon show back to back with, oh, you know what? We can do Ashley's Cribs episode with whatever the first episode of Jessica's Amazon show is and just have a party. Yes, we need to pretend that I have to go find some like velour sweatpants to be ready to go <laughs> and dressed yes. appropriately for throwback. Uh, I I love those juicy suits, honestly. My like my school wardrobe, so easy. You just throw them on, you're good to go. Yeah, I miss it. I wish it was still <laughs> socially acceptable, but fingers crossed it'll come back. Well, I do wear a lot of lounge sets, but, like, it's not the same, you know? No, and I have to start going back into the office for my adult job, and I am just, I spent, like, 10 minutes in my closet today being like, okay, I have tops, I have bottoms. I used to put these together. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what to do anymore. I know. Well, it's, you know what, it's really deceiving how put-together lounge sets make you feel like I found as we talked about okay so I am a Libra moon so part of what that means is that you really like aesthetics and not necessarily in a shallow way um you really like them because it kind of like pleases your soul and um Libras are very artistic and stuff so I during the pandemic 
loved wearing like matching lounge set lounge sets because when I would walk by the mirror and I saw that I like matched and I wasn't just wearing like dirty old sweatpants and a huge baggy t-shirt or something I felt more like a person you know absolutely and I feel like I mean there is a certain I get a little sad like I have to shower every day and I believe in the quarantine like you wear pajamas to bed and then you can wear pajamas during the day but they have to be different pajamas you just gotta you have to have the divide between you know personal like me time and then work time so um, not the most stylish chapter of my life, but a very comfortable one. I have to be comfortable. Definitely don't want to sacrifice the comfort, but I have to definitely like look good in the lounge outfit too. Yeah. I think you just don't feel like yourself. You just feel like I'm schlumpy. I don't feel good. Like I, it just weighs too heavily on my mind. Mm-hmm. And you never know when the UPS guy is going to be super hot, you know? Yeah. It's a little like legally blonde throwback, little bend <laughs> and snap. And <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Okay, so Casey moves in. Let's get into this. So the episode opens with this annoying Nick scene uh, that is just very classic Nick. Again, he only has one note throughout this entire series, which is that Jessica doesn't sleep with him enough. And so they're at the car, and Nick doesn't open the door for Jessica. And she says, well, at the beginning of our marriage, you opened the door for me. And he says, at the beginning of our marriage, I got laid. I just don't, you know, I thought about a drinking game while I watched this and I realized if we did this, we would be dead, which is if we had to take a drink or a sip every time Nick mentions his lack of a sex life or he tells someone to shut it or shove it, we, we would be on the floor dead. Like there is no, he really only has like two catchphrases. It's really distressing. Yeah. And the, the shut it thing really bothers me like 10 times more than the sex thing. Cause at least like. The sex thing, I'm pretty sure wasn't even true. I think that he just, like, thought that he had to play into this, like, more old-fashioned married couple dynamic. Like, it's so weird that I grew up hearing so much in media, like, once you get married, that's that's it, you know? Like, and it was a, it was a joke on so many shows. Like, oh, yeah, we don't have sex anymore. Of course, we're married. And it's like, what? I feel like I would be so excited that I found someone that I actually wanted to be bound to. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like it would be, like, better almost after you got married. Like, yeah, I get that you didn't just meet. It's not that initial fiery chemistry. But, like, everyone talks about the honeymoon phase, which is supposed to happen after marriage. You go on your honeymoon. So, like, I felt like he was just kind of playing a role with that. And the shut it thing is just so much more like natural and the way that he just, I mean, maybe I'm reading too deep into it, but like he's basically wanting to silence women. No, it's very, it's very like these weird toxic masculine tropes that we didn't really have verbiage for, I think at that, or I didn't have verbiage for at the time, but it's funny because he has the old, oh, the old ball and chain. It's like, you guys have been married for less than a year, um, probably when they were filming this and you live in this beautiful house. You have limited time with each other, which is obviously difficult on any relationship. But, like, you're finally under the same roof. Like, it's a little hard to believe that they don't have any kind of physical relationship. And the fact that he wants to tell them to shut it all the time, it's like, I don't understand why Nick cannot just take a joke and be like, you stop razzing me or razz them back or something. Like, I would respect that so much more if he was like, oh, you want to talk about ridiculous? Like, you know, we all see in your closet, Jessica, like, you know, something where he finds a way to like pivot and like razz the other person or tease them or something would be so much better than telling them, I don't want to hear any more words out of your mouth is just really harsh. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I remember this 
I remember, I think it was one of Jessica's Cosmo articles, but she got like very sexual. And this is like from Newlyweds Eric. She was talking about sex with Nick. And she said that sometimes if he wants to have sex before they're going to bed, she would say no because she wanted to keep it spicy. And so she would say no. And then she would wake up in the middle of the night after using the bathroom or whatever. And she would wake him up to have sex then and so it kind of kept him on his toes he never really knew if she was turning him down at night like if he was secretly going to get laid later or not I remember reading that and being like okay so she only really just started having sex at all and she already has all these ideas of how to like keep it interesting and keep it fun and the fact that like she's even thinking in those terms if she's even having those thoughts they definitely have sex a lot because why would you need to spice it up? You know what I mean? Yeah, I can kind of see that because I feel like, quick astrology tangent, Jessica's a Scorpio rising. And so I feel like Scorpio element of surprise being mysterious. And I feel like she, because Nick is a Scorpio son, maybe she senses that she's like, if I don't keep him on my toes, he's gonna, he's looking for that element of surprise and spontaneity for me. And so I it's sad that it doesn't seem like he gives her any credit for one thinking about her part hit her partner and their needs and two like desperately wanting to keep it interesting with with him yeah and it's interesting that he even like plays this role of oh you know my wife won't have sex with me because i would think that especially scorpios like i think scorpios tend to be like very sexy and i would think that he would want the world to think especially with his whole macho complex wouldn't he want everybody to think that jessica just can't keep her hands off him and she's pulling him into the bedroom every second and oh she waited for me you know like I'm the only person who gets to experience this with her and we do it all the time why would he is that in his chart why (laughs) yeah I think it's super interesting because he was actually I can't believe I'm standing up for Nick but I'm gonna do it I feel like he got a lot of invasive questions while they were dating and engaged before they got married about their sex life and the lack of it and he was really respectful and he's like this is important to her and I love her so that's what we've decided and I really thought he did a good job you were right about the Scorpio thing and that Scorp every astrology like every sign rules a different part of our bodies and Scorpio rules the genitals so I am really confused about why he's taken this tone it could be his Capricorn rising where he feels like he has to be you know Mr. Man and these like archetypes of being a married man but I feel like it's weird to me that MTV would push the storyline or indulge the storyline when I feel like it's way more compelling to viewers. They are a hot young couple who are living in a beautiful house and have a beautiful life and have like a crazy good sex life. Like that's the kind of TV people want to watch. It's aspirational. Yeah, exactly. And I, I remember also um, on the day that In the Skin came out, they were on the Craig Kilborn show and they were talking about this. And I can't remember what Craig said, but Jessica came back and was just like, well, trust me, we've really made up for all the lost time since then I think it's so it's such a funny role reversal that Jessica is like oh no we have sex all the time like I love it now it's great and everything and Nick is like oh well you know yeah I'm I'm not satisfied it's like oh just shut up it just he looks so bad like especially in this opening scene it's just so cringe yeah or just like the idea that like if they had been married for a while if they hadn't and they're just like in a lull that somehow she doesn't deserve him being nice to her is is like really I feel like the further you unpack that the uglier it gets where it's like 
oh, we're just in a lull. Like, what is it? You haven't had sex in a week, in a month, two months? You know, they, they haven't been together that long. So it couldn't have been this crazy dry spell. But regardless of the length of time that he doesn't want to open the car for her, is like really tough to watch as an adult in 2021 and being like, oh, that's really gross. Your treatment of me is situational and depends on our sex life is really, really really gross it's just horrible and also speaking of casey i don't remember what episode it's in but in an episode soon casey actually is talking with them about how she hears them having sex from her room i think yeah i think it's the next episode but and then i think jessica is like laughing and mortified kind of because like i don't think there are a lot of people who like really want their best friend to hear them that's kind of a private moment but yeah and it's like okay mtv you're airing all these scenes of nick saying that they never have sex but yet casey hears them having sex okay yeah and i think that nick spends the whole time like looking glazed over and bored at dinner or something when she announces this and it's like it must have been tough to be him because i don't know what the sane reaction is when it's like he's been perpetuating one narrative and then we find out that it's completely untrue so yeah so then uh so one of the themes of this episode is jessica feels like the maid is not up to par oh my look at the dust we obviously do not have a good maid Anybody who doesn't clean in corners, like... Yeah. Well, I think you need to get a new maid anyway. Huh? Thank you. You should probably get a new maid. I do too, but Nick trusts her. And I don't know how you feel, but I'm actually... I don't know if this is in my chart, but I'm actually kind of paranoid about stuff like that. Not even necessarily that the maid would steal but just somebody being in my space being that intimate handling my underwear and like you know things like that I'm kind of with Nick on this one you know I agree I think it's tough because so I guess I was like maybe I don't know what a maid does because I was kind of with Jessica and I was like well wouldn't if you hired someone to clean your house then wouldn't you think that they are like cleaning the surfaces like she's vacuuming she's doing the windows she's sweeping and mopping and less doing the laundry. But it's funny because, of course, my exact concern would be like, I don't want someone like handling my underwear. Thank you. No, thank you. But I guess I do agree with Nick and that it's like these are people who are famous. And the last thing you want is someone like ratting you out to like people or something saying you guys are sloppy and you're you know, terrible people or something. And Nick is such a like fixed and cardinal chart that I could see that he's like, well, if it's not broke, why fix it? She doesn't clean corners, but it's more important that she keeps our secrets and like keeps it clean for the most part. Yeah, I think I would be the same way. I would be like, well, she's not perfect, but I feel... Like, I'm not laying awake at night wondering, ooh, did she find that, like, note that uh, that I left in my jeans that had personal information that someone, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Yeah. Like, Because I would be like, oh, my gosh, this person is going to, even if it's not right away, like, maybe she'll keep her job for a while until she gets enough juicy information and then she'll go, like, Us Weekly will contact her and be like, we'll give you $20,000 if you reveal what it's really like inside the house. You know what I mean? And I know that she probably had to sign something, but still, I don't know. Like, I would be paranoid, too. Yeah, I think it's totally reasonable. And I also was left thinking that because their maid has to like put their clothes away and organize things, I was like, Jessica really needed like Marie Kondo and a housekeeper or a maid. Like she yeah. really needed someone to be like, Jessica, these sweatpants need to be folded and put somewhere you can see them and or the home edit or something. Like she was, you know, a decade and a half too soon for a home organizer. But I think that would have helped and, and Nick could have kept his maid. Yeah, you're right. I would really want, if I had a maid, I would really want her to make sure she got all the dusting done and all that kind of stuff because I hate doing that. But Nick's point later in the episode is like, oh, well, you're so messy. 
that she has to do so much organizing of your clothes and everything that there isn't even time for her to get into the corners and everything. So I was, but I was kind of like, well, why can't she just come back? Can't you pay her to come twice a week or something then? Like she could have one day of organizing and one day of cleaning the dirt. Agreed. And I think it's also, we have to view this and I get stressed out by their clutter in their bedroom, but it's like, we have to remember that like Jessica especially is not super clean and like probably lived with her parents or had like, I think she had a tiny condo for a while before she got married to Nick. And it's like, she's not home a lot. She doesn't know how to do these things. Even if Tina taught her the basics and like, she's gone long enough to probably dump out her suitcase and fill it with different stuff and leave. So there's not a, you know, she's not going to be able to do this on her own. They really need someone to like be there more often to really help make up the fact that she simply isn't home. Definitely. I think, I wonder like how much of that Casey could have taken on. It, it doesn't seem like Casey was at all in that area. Like it seemed like she was just more in charge of going places with Jessica and being her assistant when she's out. It doesn't really seem like when they're home that she's working, you know? Agreed. And I feel like an episode I wish that had happened but did not would have been like a Jessica and Casey hire like a closet organizer. And then we get to see like all of Jessica's stuff. I feel like that would have also been very satisfying to my Virgo moon to have like a messy room and then like see the end, you know, beautiful organized closet of it all where we're like, see here are all your shoes and we color coordinated your juicy couture sets and ugh, I wish it had happened. I Yes. And I wonder what Jessica's closet is like now because imagine how many things she has acquired since newlyweds. I mean, she had so many clothes back then and I don't know if she's the kind of person that gets rid of everything or does she save everything I would love to see her closet now I so want to know because I feel like she probably kept this is I don't even know but maybe like her Daisy Dukes from Dukes of Hazard or you know like she's a cancer so I feel like maybe she keeps stuff that she's super sentimental about where she's like oh this reminds me of a moment in my life or this I was wearing this when this happened or something that she thinks is like a special item of clothing even if she doesn't wear it anymore she wants to keep it because it makes her you know think about those memories right I do that agreed So the next scene, they're at Casa Vega, which is a place they frequent. It's uh, Nick, Casey, and Jess, and Casey's like, oh, I'm so excited that I'm moving out here because now we can do this all the time, but wouldn't it be so great if I just found a place today? So I feel like she's kind of like towing the line where she's like, I don't want to overstay my welcome, but this is actually really exciting and cool too, you know? Well, I love Casey. I am an unapologetic, like, Casey lover, and so I feel like... She was really trying to be super diplomatic and saying like, I know I'm putting you out by staying in your home because obviously they live in a large home. So it's not like she's like sleeping on their couch. They likely have another bedroom for her. And, but you know, it's like, I I appreciate that she was a good enough friend to say like, I really appreciate you letting me stay. And I would love to find my own place so that, you know, there's not this uncomfortable conversation of like, how long are you staying? Like, are you really, you're going to be here all month then? Like, cause they are Mm -hmm. newlyweds. They just moved into their house. Like, I think it was really sweet of Casey to try to say, like, I don't want to be an imposition, but I appreciate that you guys are helping me with this big move. Yeah. I actually like Nick in this scene because he reassures her. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's not a problem. You know, it's not a big deal. And Casey actually then asserts, she's like, no, when someone's in my house, like all this stuff really annoys me. So it kind of, it kind of, I do this too. Uh, Casey's a Sagittarius. So my fire sister. Um, I do this too, where like, if something bothers me, I feel like I'll go out of my way 
to like make sure that I'm not bothering the other person and really like the other person does not have a hang up about it at all. So they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, don't worry. Like I'm not, I'm not going to do that thing. And, and it's something that other people don't even care about. Well, I think she was trying to give Nick an out because I think she's savvy enough to know both of them well enough that she's like, if I asked Jessica and there was no Nick, I probably would just live with Jessica because she wouldn't care. She'd love to have me around. But also, like, Nick is maybe a more private person. He's a little older. He's used to, like, living by himself. And, like, maybe he doesn't want, like, his wife's best friend just palling around all the time. So I felt like it was really gracious if she's like, hey, I know maybe you're worried about this. And I want to make sure that you know I'm not going to abuse the privilege or, like, overstay my welcome or anything like that. And I thought it was, I did really like Nick in the scene where he was like, I'm not thinking those things. So please don't hold on to that. But I'm also me. And so I think like Nick is a Scorpio. I don't fully believe that he's not holding on to these feelings and not asserting them, but I want to believe him. Yes. I want to believe him too. And what I think is really interesting is, well, okay. First of all, his, his stinger jumps out. Cause he's like, Jessica, your friend is nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It's like, he's nice about it, but then he's just like, stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's too much. But what I think is really interesting is that in Jessica's book, when I read this, I was really surprised. Casey and Jessica kind of had issues when she was going through the divorce with Nick because Casey and Nick were really close. And Casey thought, maybe you should stay with him. Maybe you should reexamine this and give it another try. So I feel like even though they show them butting heads and they act on the show like, oh my God, she's moving in. Now Nick has to deal with two blondes you know, what is he going to do? And this would drive any man crazy. And now he's going to get laid even less because Jessica and Casey are going to be having slumber parties. Actually, that was kind of just fabricated for the show. And Casey and Nick seem to really bond, I guess, based on what her book said. So, you know, it's interesting because I mean, just for an interesting perspective, like Casey ends up marrying Donald Faison. And I love they're adorable together. I really like them. But it's interesting because he was married once before. And so I'm like, at the time, I wonder like how much of Casey is like, cause she is a little Southern. Maybe she's like, you know, this is your group, maybe in a traditional home where they're like, you don't like people don't get divorced, you know, like mm-hmm. you should make it work. Like there's not something terrible happening. Like you're just not happy. And that's totally different than being like in an unsafe relationship or something. And then right. it's interesting now that she had like ended up marrying someone who was divorced. And then like, you know, that kind of reconciliation of like, oh, like, he has kids from a different relationship. And like, he has a whole different life before me. And like, it, maybe it muddies the waters of not like, you know, you get married, and you stay married kind of thing. Right? Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too, because I, I would have thought that Jessica would have been more traditional. And because it was kind of quick. I think that she left Nick kind of quickly. I know that in her book, she describes, you know, she had felt the things that she was feeling for a long time regarding the divorce. So it probably didn't feel quick to her, but they were only married for three years. I would think it would be more in Jessica's nature to, you know, that like Texas kind of Southern religious thing of like, well, I'm not happy, but I married him. So... I'm going to stick it, stick it out. Yeah. And I think at her heart, I view Jessica as a very romantic person and someone who really, you know, like want is believes in romance and relationships. And so it, it was interesting that it was like, oh, I guess it, maybe it's more telling that it's like, if you are that romantic and that relationship oriented and you really don't think it'll work, then it's really gone because you of all people would want it to work the most. And it's not. That is actually some really interesting insight. So 
Nick takes Casey apartment hunting, which I actually think is really cute that, like, Jessica has to work, so Nick will just take her. And um, Casey says – Casey, first of all, uh, she I think she manifested this because she goes – she goes, wouldn't it be nice if it was just – somebody offered one month free and then they go into the leasing office and the guy's like oh it's one month free if you sign a year lease I loved that I thought it was they were a great pair because I was like Nick is a realist and I feel like Nick is the person I would pick to go apartment shopping with because I feel like Jessica could be like I don't like the vibe of this kitchen I don't like it's kind of a weird color and Nick would be like well look okay we can negotiate the lease maybe you can paint the walls maybe we can see if there's another unit that's not near the garbage cans or you know like I think he would be a good person to take but yeah I did love that Casey was also trying to, um, she was like, well, can you do any better? Six weeks, maybe six weeks off for the, if I sign today, you know, that she, yeah, yeah. very canny. She wanted to see how far she could push it. So they look at an apartment that really doesn't look too bad to me. I didn't like the way it was decorated. It was like very cluttered, but the actual space itself, I thought seemed fine. But Casey was, she was definitely giving some looks like "Mm, I'm not gonna live here and I'm thinking like well yeah I mean right now she's staying in a Calabasas mansion with her best friend she hasn't made why would she move into a place that isn't amazing yeah I think it was funny because this is like the very early era of reality tv and so it was like oh this is like a real people apartment like this looks like an apartment of people I am friends with apartment and instead of like just as a contrast with another mtv show like the hills where they live in this ridiculously nice apartment. And you're like, they don't pay, they could not afford this apartment. Like working part-time at Teen Vogue. Like, come on. You know? And so it was like, it, I thought it was really refreshing that they go see an apartment with like tons of oak furniture and like all white appliances. And <laughs> it was very real. Yes. And you know that if the show was made today, it would be like, they would do all of this hunting beforehand. And then they would make a deal with the company. Like if you give her a year of free rent, then we will feature your nicest unit and show every inch of it and show your company name and stuff. And this was just literally like, you can tell that they showed up and they were just like, the producer just like handed the guy, you know, a form. and was like, Hey, can you sign this so we can film here? Oh yeah. And I can imagine like, what if you were that person whose apartment it was and you're like, and then you find out later that they're like, oh, by the way, like, your apartment's on television. Right. Like, I would have vacuumed. Oh, my God. I just imagine, like, if it was me, I feel like my mom would call and be like, how many times did I tell you I think the couch is wrong there? Like, and you need to remove those throw pillows. They don't work. Like, you know, like, there'd be, like, someone's critiquing your your apartment. You have no idea people are going to film. Yeah stressful very so then Casey makes the most Texas statement of all time which is whatever I'll just deal with it when we get back from the rodeo so true an icon (laughs) truly an icon she's like "Mm, can't be bothered gotta hop a flight what do you think I'm telling you apartment hunting it's it's a bitch oh well I'll just deal with it when we get back from the rodeo We all know that the rodeo is not the time to solve problems, right? It's the time to sit back, relax, watch some steer get lassoed, eat bad food, see pig races, and apparently see Nick and Jessica and Kelly Clarkson perform. So I just want to know, like, what budget did they have for the performers? Because, I mean, Kelly Clarkson was huge at this point, and Nick and Jessica were pretty huge, too. Like, I'm kind of shook that they're performing at a rodeo. I was similarly, so I was like, here we are, they're in Houston, which is a very large area, and like, definitely, there's a lot of oil money there, but I'm like, 
how far does this go? And also, why is Casey trying to find an apartment at a rodeo when it's like, why are we not trying to like find a hot cowboy or something? Like, exactly. you know, making some googly eyes at some man, you know, before he goes on to bull ride or something. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, Nick says they're in Houston for the livestock show and rodeo. And Jessica looks amazing. She does not have a inch of makeup on and she's like glowing, which is nothing new, but I still feel that like I'm still honestly kind of surprised by it. Like every time I watch this show, I'm like, oh my God, she is beautiful. Like, and it's funny because Casey is is beautiful too, but like Jessica just like, like I would not. I mean, I, t- I did take a picture with her, but like, especially in the newlyweds era, like I wouldn't necessarily want to stand right next to her. Yeah, it's, I'm always amazed. I have to remind myself that Jessica's all of like 22 right now in this season, 23, maybe. This one, I think 23. 23. And I'm like, okay, let's be real. If I was a famous person at 23 and was like vaguely friends with Ken Fave, it's like, there might've been hope for me. But yeah, I'm astounded. It's like, her face is so clear. She looks like this beautiful natural tan and she's just hanging out in their like rented van. I was like, who are you? You are unreal. You are not of this earth. And meanwhile, like Casey, who is also stunning. I spent the whole time being like, those curls are so like peak early 2000s. And I'm like, how much do you bet Casey is like, is she an Australian like moose girl? Or is she like a Garnier (laughs) fruit teas girl? I was like, this girl has some good smelling moose and her curly hair to like define those, those ringlets. (laughs) Yes. I'm very curious about it because I'm, here on the Ashley and Jessica cast, we love the curls. Well, as someone with like pin straight hair, I always want what we can't have. So I'm always like, wow, that looks so beautiful. I can only dream. It does. Well, it feels like her hair is always done, even when it's not. Yeah, I think that is the thing of having curly hair. It's like, it always looks the same, but it always looks finished if you take care of it. And if you have straight hair, then it's like, it gets very snaggletooth sadness very quickly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost always curl my hair because I have like naturally wavy hair, but it it leans on the side of straight and I always curl my hair even if it's going to be really humid or whatever because my hair naturally I feel like can look stringy and like not good. But if I curl it, even if the curls completely fall out, it just has something to it. It has like some type of body and it would just be so crazy if your hair always just had tons of body. Yeah, I'm envious. I spent the whole time being like, this is just how Casey woke up today. Like there's yeah. not, this was not effort she put in. So <laughs> d- deeply jealous. So Casey jokes about how Nick and Jessica are just going to adopt her. There's a lot of jokes about the fact that she's living there. Like it's Nick says it's not a big deal, but then he consistently makes jokes about it. And I feel like he's probably one of those people that will say something isn't a big deal, but then he starts making the jokes and I'm like, okay, so we are talking about this then. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Nick is, to me, like, the pinnacle of joking about it, but I'm actually deeply, deeply offended and hurt. (laughs) I have to say, though, I was a little distracted by the, like, what I feel was, like, the tan poncho hair accessory moment of this crocheted hair scarf that Jessica is wearing that is, like, six, it looks like just a skinny scarf she co-opted as a headband. I don't know. I was mesmerized by this in the car. Yes, I thought it looked really good, though. Like, she pulls it off. Yeah, I think the lesson of newlyweds is, like, there are outfits that Jessica wears that I would look, like, warmed-up garbage in, and she looks radiant. And I feel like this is one of those weird accessories that is, like, peak 2000s and is so perfect on her. And you're like, how are you doing this? What magical abilities do you have here? Yeah, she. that was definitely me, like, 
at like 13 and 14 like I would see something on a show like this or in a movie and I'd be like oh my gosh I have something like that I can make that work and then like I would do it and feel so confident and then I would get to school and look in the school mirror and it was like dun 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 like I was like yeah. oh no this is not the same I always wonder too it's like why did my parents not pull me aside and be like I think your creativity is such a great thing to have but you look terrible please <laughs> stop layering t-shirts please stop wearing dresses and jeans like we're we do this because we love you <laughs> please yes. stop yes oh my god so then they're at this dinner Casey is describing a short that she saw which I guess is like a basketball thing because it said shoot it sink it or slam it or something and she couldn't remember exactly what it was so she was like wait it it was like shoot it or like sink it or whatever and she's trying to figure it out and Nick goes I saw another shirt that said shut it shut it shut it oh my god I it was like take your tequila shot and be done Nicholas we cannot like leave the table we're out at dinner she's not like saying his mother is a terrible person or something like she's trying to remember like this is jessica's friend this is like why would their sense of humor and inability to remember things not be the same i know and it's it's not even a stupid thing i could totally see how you would get tongue-tied saying something like that it's just such a random thing to to hit her with and i guess if jessica did write in her book that they were really close and everything Maybe they just had this brother-sister kind of, like, thing where they would go out of their way to tease each other. But just the way that he says it and then she gives him the finger, I I don't know. Like, it just, it felt like genuinely, the whole thing was, like, mean-spirited. It did feel really hostile. And I, I hope that you're right, that it was this very sibling, like, you, well, you know, messing with each other and bugging each other. Because if it's not, then it's like, I'm having a hard time understanding how Casey is treated that way by a person and then tells her best friend, like, oh, no, stay married to that guy. He seems like a prince. Like, I can't. I know. Ugh. So Jessica is very excited. She's gotten an American Express black card, which was definitely a thing back then. I don't even know if it's still a thing, but I remember it being a definite status symbol. It was like you knew that all the big stars had it. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious, to, though. that she, So she has this Amex card. And then like at no time do do we know it like why Nick does not have this card because I maybe wrongfully assume that they had joint bank account so that he would also have this. But I just felt like it was like more fuel to the fire of Jessica is a more important celebrity than Nick because he at no time identifies that he has a black Amex, but she does. Oh, that is such a good point. It's not like she's saying, oh, we have this account now. Like he's not involved at all. No, and he never says, or at least when I watched it, I didn't catch him say something like, oh yeah, we got him in the mail or yeah, mine's in the mail or, you know, like I'm going to get it next week or something that implies that somehow this is linked to an account that they both have. And I would think that he would be unhappy about it because the big feature of that card is there's no limit. Yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't include a comment of him being like, that's all Jessica needs is unlimited credit. Oh, that would be completely on brand for him. I mean, I do, you know, knowing from her book and stuff that they went into debt over their wedding and now have this very expensive house that they have to pay a mortgage on. I, I don't think I would completely hate on Nick for saying like, this makes me nervous. Like, I don't want us to just get further into debt. You know, like we're trying to to build a life here. And like, the last thing we want to do is, you know, make it harder to have any financial freedom. But mm -hmm. he he doesn't even say something that reasonable. He doesn't, he, from what I saw, he doesn't really have like a response to this information. 
<laughs> yeah, he's just kind of there. And later on in the episode, Jessica points out that she's the last person to ever get one, which I wonder if that's true. I I don't believe that. I, it was tough for me because it's like, this is also the same woman who had like, I don't even, 15 magazines in her purse that she was just dragging around. I'm like, Jessica... I love you very much. But I don't think you are a reliable narrator here. Like, I don't think we can. Tina and I are are not convinced. Well, that was kind of everything. Like, I thought that it was so funny with the magazines because, I mean, she had just been on a flight. But it, it was almost like, and I don't think that it was fake, but it was almost like something that another show would set up as a bit, as like a Mary Poppins type of thing. And I was really surprised at how many magazines could fit into that purse. Like, I didn't think it was that big. No, and I feel like it made me nostalgic also because now, you know, like you have your phone or like an iPad or a Kindle or something that if you fly, when we could fly, like you didn't buy magazines. But I'm like, there is something so like, peak 2000s that takes me back to being in high school about like buying a magazine for a trip like buying one 17 magazine or one Cosmo and not telling your parents and like pouring over it because that's like all you have for the trip like Mm -hmm. so I did I was very nostalgic when I saw that but I was like oh my like what is she doing with these magazines and no wonder she lost her credit card I think she says she loses a credit card and I was like well of course your bag is entirely usurped by like how many Us Weeklies it's unreal. <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't believe that. And I wonder how many of them did she get through during the flight? I'd have never flown from California to Texas, but... <laughs> it can't be more than a handful of hours. Like, like, honestly. It's one time zone difference, I think. So it's not... This is definitely not the California to New York, you know, red eye or anything. Yeah. Um. So then they're in the car again, and they start singing Just the Two of Us, but they're singing Just the Three of Us, which is kind of cute. And then Casey admits that Nick has to come into her room at night to set the alarm clock because Casey doesn't know how to do it. And Nick is like, yeah, it's like having two Jessicas. And this to me is more like what brother sister teasing each other banter should be like him kind of implying that she's an idiot, but not in a mean spirited way. And then her being like, I know he has to come into my room and and do this. And him like saying, oh yeah, there's two Jessicas, but like, I love Jessica. So who cares? Like this felt a little more comfortable to me. Yeah. I wondered, I was like, maybe that tequila shot has maybe hit for Nick a little bit and he's in a slightly nicer mood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the alarm clock thing made me laugh too, because it's like now, like, I don't know the average age of your podcast listener, but they, they're really young. And then you're like, once upon a time, we did not use our phone as an alarm clock because that feature did not exist. So we had right. to have like old school red, you know, digital alarm clocks. Yes, I still remember the radio coming on in the morning before yes. school. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So then there is a pig race and uh, Jessica and Nick are at the petting zoo before the race. Jessica says that pigs are her favorite animal, fun fact, and she's excited to meet them. Then the goats are being very aggressive and kissing all over jessica and at one point she goes oh i'm i'm tired of being licked on yeah i did love i couldn't figure out what they were feeding him but i did feel like the goats like i always feel like animals know if people are good people or not and i i thought it was really funny that all the goats are very affectionate towards jessica but the goats like definitely start trying to eat nick's shirt you know like they're like "Eh, i'm not so sure about this guy and i was like i you just know that nick was like are you kidding me this was 16.99 at macy's damn it like get the hell off oh my god it's so funny nick nick registered at like the home depot for their wedding so he's definitely more of the practical 
type whereas jessica if she had a chanel top on she would just probably still be laughing about it getting eaten yeah he was like this isn't a three-pack and i need to be able to wear like rinse this in the sink and wear it tomorrow on the flight home okay like oh my god you know i just i don't know you nailed it i could totally see that he's just hanging it out over like up to dry in the uh in the shower or something right so Jessica has one of her iconic moments here where she tells Nick to look at the koala bee, which there's they're wallabies, which first of all, why are wallabies at this pig race that also has like goats? I just want to know where do they get a wallaby? Oh, hey! Here, I can never say another word about all. Oh, okay, I'm sick of my hand being licked on. I don't have any more. Oh. Yeah, this is goes to that funding question here because it's like we got Kelly Clarkson and we have Wallabies. Like it's like who is underwriting this? Like what dark money company is responsible here? It has to be an eccentric billionaire because they always have weird pets. Yes. I feel like, I mean, just the performers raises an eyebrow enough, but then when you have an animal that's out of place in a setting, it has to be an eccentric billionaire. Yeah, I want to know that Wallaby is like, one day I was living in Australia and now I'm (laughs) here, part of this weird like Hugh Hefner style ranch in the middle of Houston kind of thing. Oh my god. Exactly. So I'm still like throughout this whole thing, I'm dying at at how famous they are and they're at a pig race. And so there's all of these celebrity names for the pigs and the host is like, oh, these pigs are straight from Hollywood. These little girls are coming to you right out of Hollywood. Please welcome Sarah Jessica Porker. Out of lane two in the purple, please welcome Christina Hogulera. Give it up for J-Lo, Jennifer Lopigs. All right, she's not so innocent anymore. Please welcome Brittany Spare Ribs. And they show Jessica, like, laughing at all of these. And I kind of feel like they're showing her because they want it to be like, oh, she's laughing because it's, like, her peers that they're making fun of. But... I think she was kind of just like being polite. I think she's deeply uncomfortable. And I wondered if Jessica was having the same thought I was because they're listing off these names. And it's like, I think they do like three of the four of them are all singers like Jennifer Lopig and Christina Aguilera. And it's like, is Jessica having that sinking feeling of being like, oh my God, they're going to use my name and it's going to be like some kind of pig pun. And I'm going to have to like smile and pretend it's okay, even though I'm going to be like, what the hell? Yeah, I thought it was funny that they used Sarah Jessica, but not Jessica who was standing there. Yeah, that that just goes like, I guess because it was like Sarah Jessica Porker or something. But I was like, <laughs> the night spent a moment, I paused it. I'm not, I'm not better than this. And was like, is there a pig pun for Je- like Jessica Simpson? And I was like, I don't think so. But I couldn't think of one either. Yeah, so she dodged a bullet. But yeah, she was so sweet to stand up there and be like, this is so great. I'm so glad we chose this. I know. Oh my god. Like, it's just so funny. Like, I mean, imagine what it must have smelled like in there, too. And she's like, she's like, I just got back from, like, a Rolling Stone cover shoot or something, and now I'm, like, doing a pig race. It's just, it's a little confusing to me. I want the full story, but listeners, write in if you can think of any uh, pig puns for Jessica Simpson. Please. I'm very invested in this. I need to know. 
but I also wondered, okay, so maybe is this their free day? Is this a day off? Or this is like a paid performance? Because if it's like 100 degrees in a tent with a pig race and you're getting paid, then that would be much more amenable than being like, oh, no, we chose this on our day off. I know. Well, I just can't believe that they're even a part of the pig race. Like, I guess that had to have been in her contract, right? Because I would think they were just doing the performance if they were going to check out the livestock show or whatever, that they would be going there as guests. But if it felt like they had to appear at this thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Because otherwise, it's like, this is such a miserable way to spend a day off. Like, there would not, you know, I would not really want to do that. So No, especially not with Jessica's schedule. Nick has more free time. but Yeah, Nick... <laughs> Nick's not, doesn't need to be anywhere, so he could have been hosting <laughs> these big races. So then they have the concert. Um, it's a huge arena. It's, uh, I think, the same one from Selena because they do take my breath away, and then they ride away on that car, like in Selena. Yeah, and it's, like, a specifically a Ford. And so I was like, is this the partnership that we're looking for? It was, I was like, this seems, like, very... I, I'm not from Texas, but, like, I was, like, this feels like this is, like, a deeply embedded, like, Texas cultural moment to write off in, like, a Camaro or whatever it was, like, off stage. Right. Maybe it's an honor. They're fine with appearing at a pig race because they get to ride away on the car. I mean, I feel like that's a fair trade, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're back home in Calabasas. Nick is watching March Madness. We're introduced to how passionate he is about this and how... He's very superstitious about it. If his team wins, everything's great. And if the team loses, you know, you better watch out. Which I guess is kind of Scorpio-y. Yeah, I thought this was kind of immature on his part. Although I have to say, I love when he was like, no, I have to do things a certain way. And it's like, I loved him lighting the candles on the coffee table. Because <laughs> I think there's a scene where we're just watching him watch the game and the candles are lit. And I was like, did Jessica do that? And then I was like, no, this is part of it. Like, he has his... His candles that he has to have lit. He's got to have his unmarked beer that I suspect is is probably something very basic, like a Budweiser moment or something. And right. then I was like, is Nick enough of a, like, I was like, I feel like Nick is like pure dude. And that he probably got these candles at like Bed Bath & Beyond and was like, ooh, I'll get that clean linen scent or vanilla. You know, like no, ta no taste. They were on sale. These are his like, you know, candle, like woo ritual to help his team win. Yeah. And I wonder if he's like proud of himself when he does things like that. Cause my, I mean, my dad, is a Gemini but he is very traditional old school Italian man so like macho and whatever but anytime he does something that's like more traditionally girly like he's so proud of himself he if he got me like a candle he would be so, he would be like oh my gosh like smell this aren't you so happy like didn't I do such an amazing thing you know yeah. he's like well if our housekeeper's not here then we've got to freshen up the place with my <laughs> my exactly. candle altar to the University of Cincinnati it did kind of go against his nature to be like like so superstitious about something where he has to wear the exact uniform and if he doesn't put on a certain item then they're gonna lose you know yeah I think that was funny because I feel like Nick spends so much of newlyweds being defensive and often <laughs> rude and so it was funny for him to have this like moment of emotional vulnerability where it's very clear that he you know they have this um bracket for the NCAA playoffs and it's like Nick is deeply invested Jessica mentioned earlier that she like accidentally picked his rival team I do think he was kind of upset about it he was like this is like how could you do this to me yeah and then later on he's on the phone and he's like you want to know who's number one on 
who's ahead of everybody right now my wife i think this is a lesson for nick and that it's like the thirstier you are about something the less likely it is to happen because you're forcing it here t nicholas (laughs) nicholas scott nicholas scott lachey here you go (laughs) it's so funny because i feel like if i ever saw nick in person my first thought would be like nicholas scott (laughs) yeah exactly i need I need him to be, he's not a Nick to me. He is, he is decidedly a Nicholas. Yeah. So Jessica's doing a photo shoot, which I recognize. It's kind of a famous photo shoot for her. I've posted it before on the Instagram. So if you guys aren't sure, just go scroll through. I'm sure you'll recognize her big hair and the dark smoky eyes. And she's sitting there with Casey talking about how they won. So that's good. Like, thank God, because, you know, who knows what she'd be walking into if they lost. I was, well, one, obsessed with the hair. And two, I am going to put this out there and I could be wrong. I think that these studios that I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. It's like, it looks like the word Quixote, like Don Mm -hmm. Quixote. And I swear that this is a subplot on the hills where Heidi works here for like a hot minute. Oh, she does? Yeah, I think she might because for whatever... For whatever reason, that word Quixote, I feel like is rare enough that like it stuck with me. So I could be wrong. And if I am, I'm apologizing. But I swear that there is a subplot where Heidi works at this like, or Audrina, maybe it's Audrina's like the phone reception where she has this like weird job where she works at a photo. Mm -hmm. I swear she's like the front desk person at these studios. That's funny because like the Hills is so polished and has such a different look than newlyweds that... It would just be really funny if they, if she was there at the same time and like you saw it on both shows and you saw the glossy fake version on the hills and then the newlyweds more like realistic filming. Yeah, Audrina's like mopping in the background or something like with a phone in her hand, like a, you know, someone who actually works at a photo studio would probably have to do. Right, exactly. Oh my God, that's so funny. They just keep cutting to like Nick watching the game and he at first he's panicking and then he's all happy. And I just kept thinking about, this is one of those things with reality shows when you remember oh there's someone filming him right now there's someone just standing there during that whole game just pointing the camera at him how weird must that be and also was he being performative at all for that camera I wondered because I was like I will admit if he is not being performative and he's just wrapped up in the game then I actually kind of like Nick more because even though it's a it's a basketball game and like it does not affect the rest of our lives or anything it's not that important the idea that he he's like fully immersed in something and actually being himself is and it's not telling someone to shut it is really refreshing to me yeah well he's not telling anyone to shut it yet um give it 90 seconds yeah and then they get back to the maid plot line um they're discussing it and of course they're discussing it with casey there and i and i do kind of think that like even though this isn't like a life or death thing, this is very much like a married couple thing. It's one of those things about marriage that isn't fun. You know, when you're married, you have to have all of these discussions about things that are just practical. And she's trying to call, she's trying to communicate with the maid, but there's like a language barrier there too. So in addition to Jessica kind of being uncomfortable in the first place because the maid isn't cleaning the way she wants to, she's really not even able to like communicate to her and just say, hey, is there a reason why you're not cleaning this or cleaning that? Because I would really like to have that done. And then Nick says like what I said before. Gosh, I'm just, I'm just confused. She doesn't understand anything I say. No, I think I need I think we need a new house cleaner though. She doesn't clean. I mean, she like puts everything away, but yeah. Like, I, I, I want, like, my, when my mom gets her house clean, she has, like, a team of people come in. Well, the problem is, too, that she doesn't, every time she comes, our bedroom looks like it looks, you know what I mean? And so she's got... 
a thousand things to like go that. through and organize. You put your stuff there and, and you don't do any of it. So she has to do it all, man. That's a lot of, you know, work. And the one thing about her is I do trust her. And if we just hire some team of people to come in, that makes me a little jumpy. I just got upset last time because she shrunk like two of my shirts and... That's just unfortunately part of the territory. Well, I think there's also a communication barrier. He blames Jessica basically and he says, well, you know, she has so many things to do as it is because of you that she doesn't have time to do all the normal house things, which is completely the wrong way to handle it. And then it ends with Jessica basically saying, making a blanket statement to Casey, which is like, he just doesn't understand me. He doesn't understand me. Nick. Nick. About... Anything doing with this house. Sorry. It's okay. We'll work it out eventually. It's only the beginning of our marriage. Hopefully we'll have it down soon. Yeah, and I feel like they're overlooking an obvious choice here, which is Nick could keep the, you know, person that he's hired and really likes, and they could just come more often because, and I think you've mentioned this in an earlier episode, they're not paying her that much. So they're no. not paying, they need to be somewhat frugal with their money, obviously, because they're paying off their wedding and their mortgage, but like, would everyone win if she just had, you know, Mondays where she cleans the house and then Wednesdays where she does the laundry or, you know, it's a weird moment where it feels like it left me wondering, like, is this a scripted dramatic mo or not scripted, but it's like overblown because of the producers, because it seems like there's a way for everyone to win. Like, I don't think Jessica cares if they have the same person clean their home if that person does the things that she wants done. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, I've never had a housekeeper, but I was under the impression that you don't pay them by the hour. I thought that you pay them by the week or whatever, and it's like, you have to get these things done and basically like whatever time frame you can get those things done in like as long as it's done you get paid and but then they show Nick paying her in the first episode and he only pays her $20 an hour maybe she's like screw you guys I'm not coming back another day during the week because you know Eddie Murphy actually pays me like a living wage yeah who knows I mean the Kardashians live in Calabasas at this time like maybe maybe Chris pays a lot more money who knows? I think it is a weird thing in that it's like, I also, and this again could be not having someone who does this, I don't pay someone to clean my house, although that sounds really lovely, um, that yes. I would assume she's doing things like vacuuming windows, cleaning the toilet, and that the laundry organization stuff is kind of a different thing. And so it does seem like there's not a clear focus from Nick and Jessica about how this person should spend their time. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's such a personal thing that sometimes like because I said in the last episode people perceive me as intimidating and people will tell me I'm intimidating like I feel like I try to back off on things and not be too here's what I need done and here's how I need it done. But like with a housekeeper if someone's coming into my house like my personal space it's such an intimate situation I feel like I would have no qualms about like making a list and being like okay. Here are exactly the things that I need done. What do you need in order to make this happen? Do you need two days? Do you need three days? Do you need five hours? Like what is going to happen? But maybe because of the language barrier, she just comes in and does whatever. And she just does like what she's used to doing, like what other clients would want her to do. And maybe she just isn't used to dealing with like this colossal pile of everything that Jessica owns just being stacked up, you know? Yeah. And I also think like, 
I mean, they are also to disadvantages. Like, they have a film crew with them a lot of the week. Probably not every day and not every hour of every day. But they have to be really intentional about when that person comes to clean their home. Because that's time that MTV can probably not be filmed. You know, I don't know how they could reasonably have, like, a scene where Nick and Jessica are even just talking and there's someone using a vacuum cleaner. Or, you know, cleaning in the background. It would be, it would not work for the show. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if they're, the thing is, like, if she's able to understand scheduling, I don't know how. And also, it's LA. They really can't find a Spanish-speaking friend. Yeah, or someone on the MTV production crew to just handle this for them. Like, right. So, but I do love how when she says, he doesn't understand me with anything involving this house. And Casey's like, I'm sorry. And Jessica goes, it's okay. Like, she's, like, very optimistic about it. And she goes, oh, it's only the beginning of our marriage. Hopefully, we'll have it down soon. Yeah, I was struck by the sweetness of that moment. Because I really think, you know, if you were someone and had, obviously, we're looking at this retrospectively, so we know how close Casey and Jessica are, but seeing this moment where Casey really is there for her, and she's like, I don't know how, that she, I think, senses that Jessica's like, I just want to vent about this, and I'm upset, and I'm not looking for a solution, and Casey's like, I know, it's tough, like, I'm sorry, this is a lot. And then that Jessica then, you know, says like, oh, well, we'll figure it out, and you're like, yeah, that's, you know, that she wanted to air that grievance and then move on. I thought it was a really, like, very true friendship kind of moment. Yeah, I agree. I loved it. So Nick is, again, it's the next day of the playoffs, I guess. I don't watch March Madness. Um, And Nick is, again, very superstitious. Casey and Jessica go out for a while and get Nick lunch. Casey starts teasing Nick because I guess they were losing. It's like something happened. Yes. Yeah. It seems like his team is like down and I think there's not a ton of time left in the game maybe. Right. So he's starting to like transform into a psycho. Casey is like seems to really be enjoying teasing him a little bit. And then again, he's like, shut it. I don't want to just be so transparent and just like hate Nick and be on Casey's side. But I just feel like is there any especially shut it for some reason like if he's if he just stopped because he did say shut up not that shut up is lovely or anything but I don't know there's just something about shut it that really gets to me I think it's shut it and I think it's also the tone because she is clearly teasing him and he is not like teasing her back being like you couldn't play basketball or like your your bracket sucks like you're not gonna win anything or something you know like Mm -hmm. she clearly is coming at it from such a playful perspective and he just cannot, and he also doesn't say, and this bugs me about Nick, where he, he never, or in the episodes I've watched, he never just says, like, dude, really? Like, I obviously this sucks for me right now. Come on. Like, you yeah. really want to torture me right now? Like, he never says anything to the effect of, like, lay off, you know? Stop. He just is like, okay, well, you've poked the bear. He's so right. hard to engage with that it's like, I think... It feels like, come on, Nick, you're an older brother. You're telling me that teasing is not a literal language for you. I don't believe that. Yeah, and it goes back to what I was saying in the last episode about the Scorpio thing. It's like he kind of has this attitude, well, you know I have this stinger, so why are you even coming near me? You deserve this. Yeah, and I think she's trying to have a friendly, more intimate moment of being like, uh-oh, here we go. Like, this team is losing, Nick. Like, what are you going to do? And he, it makes me mad because I feel like I don't know him and maybe he's evolved past this, but it's like, how many relationships does Nick have at this time where people feel like they're just like walking on eggshells around him where they're like, well, you say the wrong thing and then, you know, it all goes to hell. It's like, who wants to be friends with that? Or like, I... I can't imagine that Nick wants people to feel that way. Well, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. Whoa. It's kind of blue. 
You guys are trying to be funny or not, Casey Cobb. You got shut down. Shut up, Casey. Shut out. Shut it. You got walked. <laughs> you ever heard the word evicted? <laughs> shut it. <laughs> And it makes me sad that Jessica doesn't stand up for Casey, but I feel like because Jessica's always being told that herself, she's just like, oh, that's just how he is. Welcome to the party. Yeah, and I think it's a weird moment because it seems almost like Casey just keeps going with it because she thinks that maybe Nick is teasing or she doesn't care. And it's like, I wonder if there was ever a moment like off camera between them where she's like he says that to you all the time like doesn't that make you feel bad you know or like the Jessica's yeah. like or that Jessica has a moment where she sees him say that to to Casey and feels like oh that doesn't feel good you know like it's that thing of you don't know it's weird or bad or different until you're exposed to something else yeah it, even if she felt like well it's okay when he says it to me because I'm his wife which is a messed up way of thinking but like I could see how that would be her her thought process and then seeing him call Casey that and it just putting a different spotlight on it like well it doesn't matter he's saying something that's just completely unnecessary and out of line for any situation yeah and I think there's a dynamic there of Jessica feels like Nick has to help her or put up with her or you know deal with her and that's why he says this and then it's like wait a minute Casey's like has a job or is getting a job as Jessica's assistant and she's very pulled together like she worked at a record company she's getting her own apartment she's smart like and he's treating her that way you know like what is Nick having to put up with Casey for like what has she done that he had to help with nothing that we see yeah and I think it's weird in general how this show it kind of skews like she's this freeloader or whatever but in fact, she had a job at the record label before Jessica was even signed. And she, I think before being Jessica's official assistant, Jessica refers to Casey as her road manager. So I think that she went from having a position in the label itself to then just working for Jessica when she was traveling and stuff. So like, she's a very established person who's done a lot of things. They make it seem like she's just this friend from Texas who maybe like just graduated college went through a more normal path of life and now is like ooh I have a famous friend I'm just gonna go to LA and stay with her and it, it's actually like not like that at all no and I think I mean two years is not a huge amount of time but Casey is slightly older than Jessica like she has a little more real world experience and I think like obviously like everyone you know is entitled to their path but I do think it's frustrating to the this narrative that Casey is like some idiot or something when it's like I'm sorry. She's like navigating a move from Texas to California. She's worked in, she lived in New York. You know, she wasn't like working part-time at Dairy Queen, you know, like, and was like, okay, I can move to Hollywood and make it happen. Like she's a person who has a real like job history and a career and a lot going on. And it's frustrating. For sure. So Jessica says that if her and Nick have sons, that they'll probably be ballerinos. Oh, when y'all have kids, your kids are good in sports. Can you imagine if your kids No, our, if we have sons, they're going to want to be ballerinos. Ballerinos. Oh. Ballerino. Ballerino. Guys are O's. With O's. They're masculine. Ballerina. Ballerino. Meaning, like, since Nick is so obsessed with sports, their kids are going to end up, like, their boys will actually be the opposite and will just be, like, very feminine or something, you know? Yeah, I thought that was hilarious in that, like, I feel like Jessica would not care if her kids were into ballet at all. But no. it would, but it was clearly an undertone of this would frustrate Nick. And I, 
I do kind of wonder like if that's still true like you know Jessica just posted I feel like something about her son um like being in a baseball tournament or being something like athletic and I was like I feel like I got this very proud sense of like oh she's so proud of Ace's accomplishments and then also being like it did not matter what sport this child was playing she would show up you know with like team gear on cheering because she cares of course yeah definitely I feel like she's such a great mom yeah I think she is someone like I think she said something in her book where she was like I've always wanted to be a mom or she felt like she needed to be a mom in her life or something and it's like so clear that that is such a exceptional role for her yeah well one of the reasons why um I mean they were also young but I know in the first season of newlyweds they're asking Jessica is it time to have kids soon and she says like even back then at 22 she's like when I have kids I want to devote my whole life to them and I can't do that right now because I have too much going on in my career so I think it's awesome that now she's even though she is like a CEO that's a position where you don't always have to be in the office you know what I mean like she probably has a lot of time to just spend with them which is awesome absolutely and I think it's probably nice that Tina you know for the Jessica Simpson like brand and stuff is able to like probably do a lot of logistical work for Jessica so that she can you know only make the top level decisions or not be on every call or you know whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. so basically the episode ends with Nick saying shut up Casey I know it's like Nick Lachey please eat your Reuben that they brought for you and be done we we cannot with this anymore yeah like light your candles yeah have your beer that doesn't have a label on it because we can't show brands on this show and and pipe the hell down. Yeah, I feel like it's such a negative way to kick off this season. And I know that this aired before Ashley because it was like the lead in. And I know I'm for sure that I watched this when it premiered, but I don't remember it exactly. But I am almost positive that like it was probably such a bummer. And then to have Ashley come in with like her bubbly personality and her fun going from just being the little sister to like now she's in control and she's in the studio I mean no wonder why everybody just latched onto her immediately I feel like it was just such a different vibe and such a better vibe yeah it's really weird because I don't I watched this episode recently but I did not remember it specifically I know who Casey was and I like don't remember her moving to LA or anything but I feel like yeah I think the whole thing with Ashley is like what a dramatic change but I remember being in high school and being like I can't wait to be married and living with my husband and now watching back and you're like that's very sweet but also like clearly Ashley is living a much more enviable existence than some man who tells your friend to shut up all the time I know and I wonder how Jessica felt because Ashley I mean Ashley has what she has because Jessica worked her ass off you know yeah I think I feel like Jessica is ultimately a really empathetic and kind person. And I think, and this could be wrong, but I, you know, I feel like Jessica feels like Ashley had to have a, you know, like Jessica worked so hard to create a platform that Ashley could use. And then also, I think Jessica might on some level empathize with the fact that Ashley always has that thought and an asterisk next to her name where people are like, oh, did you just get here because of who your sister is? And like, Mm -hmm. Jessica clearly doesn't have that. And so... I I do wonder how she feels about it, but I also think she's probably like, yeah, but I'm grateful I don't have to always have people be like, well, we all know who your sister is, and that's the only reason you're here, Missy. Right. Maybe, I feel like Jessica could be that person that's just, like, such a sweet person at heart. She's She probably doesn't even see it that way. Like, she doesn't see it like, oh, I worked hard and now everything is handed to you. She probably just feels like, oh my gosh, isn't this so great that you also have a show? Now we both have shows, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
I agree. And I feel like we, Jessica has such an older sister kind of maternal vibe. Like I remember in the book when she talks about being molested, but just the idea that she like put herself in between Ashley and that person. So it wouldn't happen. And I, I cried, but I just felt like I was like, oh, she cares so much about Ashley. Like she, you know, is so like invested in her as a person and like cares so deeply about her that she's like, I wouldn't want anything to happen to her, you know, like, and the idea that she's like, oh, well, you know, why wouldn't you want to use this, this career that I built for myself to do something of your own that you love? Like, why would I ever want anything else for you than to be happy and fulfilled and creative? Yeah, I agree. I also cried like, I almost feel like crying right now because I just think about little Ashley like having no idea what's going on and being so vulnerable to have this happen to her and for Jessica also being so little and just fiercely being like no okay this can happen to me but it's not gonna happen to her yeah Ugh, that alone they must be bonded for life just from from that alone like for a little girl to be that brave I agree. I'm like tearing up too I cannot I know. Like, <laughs> no I think like even if Ashley and Jessica are really different people and they don't see each other all the time I feel like they love each other on such a deep deep level and I think it's weird now like watching as a contrast like the Britney Spears conservatorship and it's like I don't think that's the Britney Jamie Lynn thing and there is a much bigger age gap but it's like I feel like Jessica and Ashley are really truly family and that it's like no matter what happens I will love you like I we don't see each other all the time but it's like I don't think there's an ounce of goodwill I or ill will towards one another you know I think Joe kind of complicates things but maybe that's a bonding thing for them too to be like how terrible and cringy is our dad <laughs> Totally. Oh my God. I think one thing that I, cause I'm an only child. Um, and I think one thing that I envy about siblings is like, it would just be cool to have someone who knows exactly what it was like to grow up in your house at the time that you did with your two parents on the same block in the same state, all of that kind of stuff, having a parallel experience with someone. Whereas like, I don't have anyone I can turn to and be like, Oh my gosh, do you remember when mom wore that ridiculous, crazy dress or whatever you know and yeah. I think like them going through the whole showbiz thing and having this really unusual existence where their dad is a pastor and he's the youth minister and then at the same time he's taking them to auditions and like trying to get record deals it's just they must have the craziest stories they have revealed a lot especially Jessica but like imagine the shit that she didn't include in the book I wondered that because it was very tell-all and then you're like one, we've, I mean, one, there's basically nothing about Ashley, which I respect. Maybe they talked about it and it's like, look, like this isn't my story to tell, but yeah, I'm like the, I mean, even just like Nick on, I swear it was like, watch what happens live when he alluded to the fact that like Joe hit on him. Uh, I know he's, yeah. I mean, that was just like so inappropriate though. I mean, for him to like make light of that and make a joke that would possibly lead to Joe being accused of touching Nick inappropriately or something. I was just like, okay, enjoy your little joke because it's the only way that you're freaking relevant. No offense um, or offense, whatever. Well, I just feel like, I mean, I guess I feel like it, Nick is in a no-win situation in a way because it's like, if he comes out with a tell-all book, then it's like, it's that awkward situation of like, yeah, my ex-father-in-law is a freaking weirdo. Which is like, we all know Joe Simpson is very extra. Like, I don't know, you know, I, one, I did not like him after reading Jessica's book when he leaves Tina as like, and then tells Jessica, she's like, hey, 
trying to bring my first child into the world, but thanks, Dad. Like, Oh, that was a rough, <laughs> rough part of the book. Like, are you kidding me on the day she's giving birth? Seriously. But I felt like Nick is in this no-win situation because even if there is some crazy, salacious story of how ridiculous Joe is, like, it looks weird for Nick to tell that story. Because now it's like, but you're married and you have, like, three kids with someone else. And, like, you know, it's, like, kind of a weird, nope, had to get this out. Like, I guess if it's in the context of a larger memoir, maybe it doesn't. But I think if you're Nick, you worry, like, that's what all, like, People.com and Us Weekly and everyone's going to lead with is some random anecdote about Joe Simpson. Yeah. Well, I do, I mean, I wonder how much truth was in that comment. Was there ever a weird moment where... Nick felt like Joe was looking at him a certain way or you know because I don't know if Jessica noticed anything it seemed like she was surprised so I don't know yeah I think that I would guess is that like Jessica growing up in the religious household that she did and being in Texas like there's probably not a lot of discussion about non-heteronormative like cisgender sexuality like you know it's it's very possible that like Joe likes men and women and he was attracted to Nick but it never went anywhere but Nick was an adult and like lived in the world and picked up on some of that Mm. you know and it's like I could see where much that like went over Jessica's head where she was like oh I just feel like my dad's being friendly and Nick's like no there's an energy around it that's weird but you don't know that because you know you're not in that world like that wouldn't be something you were readily aware of yeah she probably wouldn't recognize that yeah and I do feel for him because it is frustrating to feel like you're the only person who knows how to do really basic stuff like that is really hard and I'm also the kind of person who would not want to like teach someone I'd be like you know what if I'm gonna have to teach you it's gonna take too long I'm just gonna do it myself yeah well one aspect where I do empathize with Nick is like when he would say that she would leave her wet towels on the floor and stuff. That to me, like we were in the last episode, we were talking about the difference between messy and dirty. That's dirty. That starts to smell really, really quickly. And it's just so weird to associate Jessica, this like beautiful girl with someone who would be that gross. And then he's like, if she takes off her shoes in the living room and and leaves them there, that's fine. But before you go to bed or whatever, take them and put them in the closet. He's like, but they'll just sit there forever. I have also lived with people that were like that, where I knew that if I did not do that, it was just never going to get done. Like it would just sit there and sit there and sit there and sit there. So I could see how him... Like, I could see how him being like, okay, fine, you don't know how to do the laundry because your mom has always done it. But, like, you know that shoes don't just belong in the living room and you know this towel is going to start to stink, you know? Well, see, I wonder because I almost feel like some people, I don't know if Jessica is one of them, is like, I think some people have to learn the hard way. Where it's like, I bet you that Nick knows you don't leave a wet towel around because Nick probably did it once and ended up with a gross moldy towel and was like, oh, man, I'm not doing that again. But it's like, I don't know that Jessica, like, I thought about it. And it's like, oh, the wet towel thing where it's like, but if you're living in and out of hotel rooms all the time, and you leave a wet towel on the floor in a hotel room, housekeeping is going to come pick that up. And or you're not in that hotel room anymore. Mm-hmm. So you have no idea, like where towels go, how they get washed, what the whole like, this is a magical existence where you just show up to a different hotel, and there's new clean sheets and towels, and you have no concept as to like what would happen after that. Yeah, and I wonder how many times after Jessica took a shower, Tina just sweeped through the bathroom, picked everything up, hung it up. Like Jessica probably didn't even notice. Yeah, well, and I think that could be part of it too, where it's like, you know, you're touring and she's the talent. It's like she needs time to rehearse or do it or get ready and do hair and makeup. So it's like, yeah, I think she probably is living this really 
oblivious existence. And if you're Nick and you were like working at a theme park, it's like, yeah, you leave your gross towel somewhere and it gets moldy, like probably too poor to like buy another towel. You have to like wash it and live with it smelling gross. And you're like, damn it, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Yes. With that, we can actually get into our fashion segment. It's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. This is fun for me. Lord, there was a lot in this episode. Yeah, we have a lot going on. Yeah, so you mentioned the crocheted headband. Did anything else in the episode stand out to you? Well, I really, I don't, fashion-wise, I have to say, I think this, I don't think I'd ever wear this, but I was amazed at how Jessica's wearing like a, like a peachy kind of nude color, juicy couture, strapless dress over her swimsuit. Mm-hmm. And I would just think that is not a color, that it looks like a Barbie kind of skin tone. And it must be her tan because she looks amazing in it. <laughs> and that is not a color that I think most people would wear well. Yeah. I know that she had this in multiple colors. She definitely had a pink one, like a, a hot pink one. And she also had a green one. So maybe she just kind of like bought them to go with every different bikini that she had. Yeah. I really, I weirdly liked that dress. And I have to say, I loved her hair at that photo shoot. The white shirt is is classic, but... That, like, you know, like, higher the hair, closer to God moment, and the smoky eye is just wonderful. Yeah, I love it because it's it's different from what we normally see her, but it still looks like Jessica. It's not, like, a radical photo shoot, you know? I do really like that white shirt because it was a little bit big and ruffly. Like, it was, it had enough, like, zhuzh where it wasn't boring. Yeah, I also think that it was something where she is such a trendy dresser at this. I mean, I think she always is trend-focused. But she's so young and so trendy that it was kind of cool to see her in something a little more mature, but wasn't dowdy or too old for her. Where it wasn't like, you know, some 50-year-old, like Diane Keaton would wear the same blouse. It was like this kind of very fresh, crisp white shirt that really was like, oh, this photo is about Jessica. Because this shirt is classic and clean-lined enough that it really highlights her. Yeah, definitely. Um, So we start out the episode with Jessica in one of her pink hoodies from well one of her hoodies from primp she also had the ice cream one the blue with the splatter and the ice cream cone yeah i remember primp i'm wondering if it still exists i i'm scared to look i don't (laughs) think that it does but there's a lot it pops up on ebay and what pops up more often and i don't know if jessica had these i remember seeing them on paris hilton it was like these tops that just had a repeating pattern of an animal like it would just be tons of bunnies all over it and then one of the bunnies would have rhinestones and be highlighted those were really popular primp items and those are actually cheaper now if you're looking for something primp on ebay or whatever you can get something like that but as far as their sets when they show up on ebay or poshmark or whatever people mark them up very 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 high these are still iconic oh i love that that's hilarious i also as a side note kind of liked the like yellowy green color of casey's sweater i don't always love a v-neck yes. But I thought that color, I was like, you know what? That color very much reminds me of some of the lime and like neon greens we've been seeing more lately, but it's a little more like ready to wear a little easier on the eyes than like the neon greens that have kind of come back in. Mm -hmm. Yes. I actually love like in the restaurant scene, it's like an avocado turtleneck. Yeah. It looks like a free people sweater. Like I have a pink, I have a pink free people sweater that looks a lot like that. But I was wondering, because um, I, I actually think it's fun now that we kind of get to comment on Casey's fashion as well. So shout out Casey. Yeah, and I think Casey is a little less trendy than Jessica. 
But I do think Casey, what I liked about that color sweater for her is that it brings out the warmth in her hair. I thought it like was a great contrast between like the fact that she has some like what looked almost like an auburn low light. And I liked mm-hmm. that contrast with the sweater. She looked really good. In that same scene, Jess is wearing pink again. Like she's wearing pink almost this whole episode. And she's wearing like a more fitted pink sweater with another like a pink slouchy bag and Casey has a pink bag too but she has a very like a much smaller classic early 2000s bag with like buckles and po- and uh, like pockets yes yeah I was like oh this like a very like a shoulder bag almost I was like oh I wonder if this is like because I'm like I don't think it's designer but I was in my head being like this feels like a much more like maybe Calvin Klein or something. It's a lot more like clean lined kind of classic. Yeah. And uh, Jess is more into like the slouchy bags. Cause in the next scene, the the bag that she <laughs> stores 30 magazines in is a really big slouchy gold bag. And she wears that with the crocheted headband and then um, bell bottom jeans. And then her pink jacket is almost like a robe. Like it comes down to her knees. Yeah, it was almost like a pre, like when, before we had those like duster kimonos of a couple of years ago, it was kind of like a, a prelude to that in a way. Mm-hmm. Like not a boyfriend sweater, but this, yeah, like kind of like a jacket or like a sweater jacket kind of thing. Yeah. And she looks really cute. Again, this is like one of those outfits. I mean, along with what you were saying about the headband, like if I tried to wear this, it would be hilarious. Yeah, I I would not be able to pull off. I have to say, so in the concert, though, I loved that leather jacket. Oh, yeah. The, it was really um, pretty color. Yeah. So she, it's like an orange leather collared jacket, right? Yeah, it's very like stand up, kind of like a Mandarin Nehru collar. And it's like very early 2000s. But I was like, you know, that is a good piece. Like it, you know, was because otherwise she's wearing like jeans and a shirt. And Nick has some like pale yellow button up dad kind of, you know, shirt. But like, I thought that was such a good color for her. This like, like rusty kind of orangey tone. Yeah, she looked really good. She paired that with it's like a white top with gold trim. And then I noticed I noticed that her and Nick had matching belts on they had huge buckles and I guess that was a ode to Texas or something I'm sure that like the pig race (laughs) was in the contract they're like you wear the belt you do the songs you get in the Ford we're all gonna be fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah well during the pig race Jessica's wearing a pink halter top that has polka dots on it and a pink colored shirt tied over it so she was just really feeling the pink it wasn't my favorite outfit it's still she still pulled it off and she wore it with jeans that were just like a little bit ripped remember when that was the style there'd be those like tiny rips yes yeah there was we I feel like ripping is always this weird like never-ending cycle where it's like a snake eating its tail where it's like we start off with a gentle distress and then it got into like weird sandblasting and then it got into like completely destroyed. But yeah, this was a good, a good moment where it's like slightly distressed, made sense for the area. Like, you know, you're mm-hmm. at a pig race, like it, you wouldn't want to wear like something really fancy. Right. Yeah. So that pretty much does it for the outfits. So now we can get into rating the episode. So I know that you have listened to the show before. So you probably know our rating system, which is like, we rate out of five and we don't do like five stars like four out of five stars we pick something from the episode so it would be like i rate this episode four out of five pig races or something like that so what do you rate casey moves in i'm gonna give it like a three of jessica's headscarves that we can't pull off 
Um, <laughs> I loved seeing Casey. It was nice to see Jessica in her element with her friend. But Nick is just such a sourpuss. He's really bringing me down. And I just do not care about NCAA basketball or University of Cincinnati. And we spent way too much time following him around. So three out of five for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to rate it a little bit lower because this was the season premiere. And like okay they're at a pig race like I get that they're trying to do kind of like a well look how normal they they still are like when they did the season two premiere and they had their anniversary at the Oktoberfest and everything like that um so they're trying to keep them relatable I think and I do love that aspect of newlyweds where it's like yes you get to see their careers and all the exciting stuff that they're doing but they also show the normal people stuff but for me like Nick is just so mean-spirited and I, I just hate the repetition of we never have sex and like you know oh now there's a second Jessica and I just was like not that compelled by it so um I'm gonna give it 2.5 out of 5 um poorly decorated apartments that Casey refuses to move into. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. And not a very underwhelming se- uh, season introduction for sure. Yeah. Like it's, it's good that we had Ashley. Cause I felt like at this point, newlyweds is kind of losing steam, you know? Yeah. And I think maybe that is part of Casey's introduction is to kind of change the tempo, but thank goodness we have Ashley to lighten the mood, you know, do some crazy stuff, wear some rocker tees, hang out with Ryan Cabrera, all that good stuff. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, and I'm so excited to get into more episodes of that. So stay tuned, everybody, because we are going to be doing a lot of Ashley coming up. And Elise, thank you so, so much for doing two episodes with me and spending your time here. Please let people know where they can find you. Well, Leah, this was truly wonderful. I am so glad that we got to do this and I am so grateful to have been on the podcast. If you want to listen to my podcast, which is Chart of Fortune, I am on all major podcast platforms. Um, And you can also follow me on Instagram, which is Chart of Fortune. It's a cute little icon with a green hand on it. And I post astrology memes and um, I do a weekly episode with a new topic each week. So something from pop culture and we go into the astrology of it. And right now I have a Summer Friday series, so two episodes a week, and I am reviewing the MTV show uh, Rich Girls, and it is a trip. So I hope you'll join me. (laughs) Yes, it's iconic. And I also love that, like, like Nick and Jessica getting married, that was a pretty huge moment, but I also love that you do, like, some more niche moments. Like, you did the Disney Channel original movie, Wish Upon a Star, which was, like, my entire life back in the day. I want to be Alexia Wheaton, so I am glad <laughs> that someone else. Still. I I can't. Like I was like I would do anything to be able to rock a like mini skirt and some frosted eyeshadow. So that's oh my, all my life's purpose. Her outfits, like I get that they were inspired by Clueless, but I just love what they did with that. If I, you know what, when I make it big and I am extremely wealthy, I'm just gonna have like I'm gonna hire a Casey and just have that person find all of these pieces so I can recreate these outfits. Oh, I hope you do. I'll I'll send some pieces over to you too. You Please. deserve them. Yeah, if it's not because I am I have a slightly different skin tone than you, so I feel like there probably are some colors that might be better for me. I'm like a I don't know if you knew, do the seasons thing, but I'm going to guess you're like a spring, summer, and I'm definitely a fall, winter. So let me know. 
Wait, I don't even know about, like, I, I've heard that, but I don't even know anything about that. I don't know, like, I, I feel like a fall winter because I freaking hate the summer. So, like, I don't know. Oh. I feel like I'm always, if there's, like, a cooler day in the summer or it's rainy, I'm, like, thrilled. Oh, you need to, you did clearly did not have, like, an overprotective aunt who was like, let me do your seasons for you. Oh, my God, I can't. I, I'm, you were spared. <laughs> How do you decide? Like, it's, like, skin tone and so eye it's, color. And- yeah, it's, like, skin tone. So, it's, like, you know how when you pick out jewelry and skin tone, it's, like, or are you, like, neutral? Or are you, like, more warm tone or more cool tone? And so, like, a spring is someone who's, like, like, a winter is, this is terrible, snow white. You know, where it's, like, dark hair, bright, cool tone eyes, cool tone skin. Okay. But, like, a spring is probably someone who's, like, why am I like we use Disney princesses? We're just doing this. Um, you obviously don't you dress up as one, so you probably know more than I do. But maybe like a, a Cinderella or an Aurora would be like a spring where she's like blonde hair, blue eyes, leans more peachy cool tones. Okay, I think that would be Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Okay, Belle I think is a fall because she's warm hair, slightly warmer skin tone, like warmer eyes. And she mm-hmm. looks good in like she has that like fabulous green outfit she looks good in cranberry gotcha yeah this is i mean honestly this is why pinterest still exists this stupid seasons thing (laughs) i love it i love it well we've learned so much from you on these episodes (laughs) it's not just astrology folks she knows about fashion oh my gosh you are too kind this is so wonderful (laughs) thank you for having me thank you so much and we will be back next week you guys i think you guys are going to be very excited with what we are doing next week so that's all i'll say but stay tuned and thank you guys so much for listening bye thank you so much for listening to the ashley and jessica cast i'm your host leah russo you can follow me on instagram and twitter at capria moon that's at c-a-p-r-i-a-m-o-o-n and follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessicast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessicast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.